Welcome to CII Radio. I'm Bobby Sills, Communications Executive at the CII. In this episode, I'll be talking to Simon Thompson and Jill White. In this episode of the podcast, we're discussing what insurance professionals need to know about climate risk and the recently launched qualification certificate in climate risk developed by the Chartered Body Alliance, which consists of the Chartered Insurance Institute, the Chartered Bankers Institute and the Chartered Institute for Securities and Investments. We are joined by Simon Thompson, Chief Executive at the Chartered Banker Institute and Jill White, Chief Customer Officer at the CII. If you'd like to find out more about this podcast or for useful links, go to thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And here's our conversation with Simon and Jill. Hello, Simon. And hello, Jill. Thank you for joining us on CII Radio today. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Thanks uh, Thanks for having me. It's great to be able to uh, speak with you and uh, our counterparts and colleagues at CII. I'm very pleased to have you both here. So to kick off quite broadly... You know, we're all very aware of the ongoing climate crisis and this emphasis on building a more sustainable world. Simon, what do we mean when we talk about climate risk? Yeah, it was a very timely question as uh, just today when we're recording this, the 22nd of June, um, the FCA released their consultation on extending climate risk disclosure rules, the TCFD in the jargon, to asset managers, life insurers and pension providers. Uh, and there's quite a few aspects to the subject, which is what I think makes the topic of climate risk both fascinating and challenging for finance professionals. I suppose the first thing to say is that climate risk isn't new, especially for many insurance professionals who've been dealing with at least the physical aspects of climate risk for many years now. But with the Paris Agreement on climate change in 2015, it's taken on much greater importance and relevance for all finance professionals. Climate change, we know, is driven by both natural causes and human activities. And the strong scientific consensus is that the latter's caused about a degree of global warming since the Industrial Revolution. And warming will reach at least one and a half degrees by mid-century if it continues at the current rate and will substantially exceed this in the second half of the century if we don't take rapid corrective action. So I think it's important to understand the impacts of even two degrees of global warming are considerable. That's the average global temperature rise, remember. So temperature changes over some parts of land will rise by more than four degrees, making large parts of our planet uninhabitable. Extreme weather events become more frequent and severe. Glasses and ice sheets will shrink or disappear. Sea levels will rise. Biodiversity and ecosystems on land and in our oceans will come under severe pressure. And many communities, especially in the developing world, will be directly and severely impacted. But wherever we live and work, we will all experience the impacts of climate change and global warming. And that has economic and financial implications too. So the physical and transition risks of climate change are already impacting many businesses and supply chains, including financial institutions and the financial system overall. So failing to tackle global warming and other environmental issues means increasing physical risks from climate change together with associated financial impacts. But achieving a successful net zero transition by mid-century may moderate physical risks, but doesn't eliminate them completely, but it leads to very substantial transition risks across the economy. And these pose existential threats to some carbon intensive sectors and firms, which is why central banks, regulators and many others are concerned by the financial stability implications of this and is one key reason 
why all finance and risk professionals should be concerned about climate risks too. Absolutely. And the private finance strategy objective of COP26, that's the United Nations Climate Change Conference, stated that every financial decision should include climate change. And increasingly, we are hearing that term sustainable finance in conversations. Simon, why is climate risk so important for finance professionals to be aware of at this time? Well, it's because time's running out if we are to limit global warming to below two degrees. And we always need to bear in mind that even if we do succeed in that, then two degrees of warming comes with those very significant physical and transition risks I just mentioned a few moments ago, and very significant impacts, particularly in the developing world. Uh, Those least responsible for climate change will, and in many cases already are, paying the highest price. But from a UK perspective, of course, you know we, we are the hosts of COP26 in Glasgow in November, and climate and green finance are major themes at COP26. And quite rightly in advance of the climate summit, we're keen in the UK to lead by example. I guess two examples of this would be the, the leading role of the Bank of England in furthering the regulatory agenda around climate risk and former Governor Mark Carney's work to mobilise private finance in support of sustainable goals with the objective, you know, as you mentioned, of ensuring that every professional financial decision includes climate change. And I would argue that if that's going to be the case, then every finance professional needs to have at least a basic knowledge and understanding and ability to apply the sort of principles and practice of climate risk and sustainable finance in their daily activities. And in line with this too, I think we're also seeing um, this year, particularly the harmonization and convergence of financial institution strategies and activities around climate risk, around alignment with Paris and broader sustainability goals. These are really top of boardroom agendas at present. And it's not just a risk-focused agenda responding to regulatory developments. I think we shouldn't only see this through a risk lens. It's also crucially focused on very substantial commercial opportunities for finance in supporting the transition to a low-carbon world too. Excellent. And the Chartered Bankers Institute has recently launched the new qualification certificate in climate risk on behalf of the Chartered Body Alliance. What does the qualification aim to teach learners? First of all, it's been a very much a, a collaborative effort between the Chartered Body Alliance partners, which has been you know, really enjoyable to be part of. We built a cross-sector syllabus panel drawn from banking, investment, insurance and academia. And between us, I think we've developed a robust, rigorous, but above all, practical and practitioner-focused syllabus and qualification that covers all the areas we'd expect finance and risk professionals to be aware of. So first, we begin with looking at the basics of climate science that underpin the whole area and the relationship between climate change and the environment, the economy and financial services. You know, we don't need insurers and bankers to be climate science experts, but we do need to understand the basics to be able to work with climate science experts, as we will increasingly need to do. We then look at climate risk itself, breaking this down into physical and transition risks and how these can be identified, measured, managed and reported, including modelling and scenario analysis. Of course, this involves looking at some of the global frameworks such as the TCFD, PACTA, that's the Paris Agreement Capital Transition Assessment, science-based targets, EU taxonomy and so on in some detail. And we we look at some of the current challenges in terms of modelling and scenario analysis around uh, data availability and quality. We also consider here climate risk as both a standalone and I think very importantly as as a transverse, a cross-cutting risk, because um, one thing we haven't talked about yet is is the way in which climate risk impacts on a whole host of other risks, credit, underwriting, market, operational, reputational conduct, risk types, and so on. We can 
compare and contrast regulatory approaches and responses to climate risk at global, regional and national levels. And we look at how these approaches are beginning to harmonise thanks to the work of bodies such as the Network for Greening the Financial System, the Sustainable Insurance Forum, and uh, perhaps most recently the IFRS Foundation and its work with the various sustainability standard setting boards to try and uh, have a single or at least a, a convergence around sustainability standards. We look at exploring approaches to developing and sustaining strong, purposeful, climate-aware cultures and risk cultures. And then in the final part of the course, we briefly, and we only have time to look at this briefly, sadly, we look at the opportunities for the financial services sector from the transition to net zero. So not just the commercial opportunities as a form of risk mitigation, but also the moral opportunity to further rebuild the connection between financial services and society as we tackle the, the climate crisis. Uh, and maybe as a last point, if, if I may, sort of, you know, throughout the syllabus, uh, as you'd expect, given this is a joint qualification, we, we try and look at these topics through the three lenses of banking, investment and insurance. And we've, we've done our best to include as wide a selection of examples and case studies in there as possible, which is one of the things I've found really most enjoyable putting this programme together. You know, I've been able to learn much more about the world of finance beyond banking, especially uh, insurance in doing this. Absolutely. Clearly a great deal of really useful knowledge that insurance professionals can develop through obtaining the certificate and completing the syllabus. Jill, to bring you into the conversation, can you tell our listeners a bit about who the qualification is aimed at and also what the student journey looks like? Sure, Bobby. Thank you. And please feel free to chime in, Simon, if I miss anything. So it's based at finance and risk professionals or aspiring finance and risk professionals who already have an understanding of risk management principles and practices practices, but who wish to now develop their knowledge of climate risk and demonstrate their expertise in this area. In terms of the learning journey, it's a single unit qualification and the awarding body will be the Chartered Bankers Institute and there will be recognition of prior learning within the CII framework. There's no prior knowledge of climate risk needed to complete this qualification, but there is already a great qualification as a starter out there from CBI and CISI called Green and Sustainable Finance. Finance, which would be a useful starter for 10 if you wish to do the climate risk certificate as well. In terms of the delivery methodology, we're using reading and self-study. There'll be learning activities, case studies, e-learning, knowledge checks and personal reflection and application of principles. In terms of the resources, we'll have an online study guide for the core reading and learning activities, but they'll also be supplemented with e-learning modules, including audio and visual resources. There'll be online quizzes, knowledge checks and things to enhance your understanding of the key concepts. When you eventually get to the end of the certificate and you're ready for the assessment, that will be circa 75 question, multiple choice question paper, which will take about one and a half hours. The enrolment itself will last for a year and it's coming to you at the Joint Chartered Body Alliance price of 595. Thank you. I just wanted to sort of add to that, if I may, although the Chartered Bank is the awarding body, because we have to have one of the Chartered Body Alliance partners as the awarding body. The certificate that you'll get does have the logos from the CII, the CISI and ourselves. I mean, we are very keen that this is seen as a genuine 
joint qualification. It's the first joint qualification we've done. And I think listeners might be interested as well in knowing a little bit more about the exam arrangements. And uh, you'll be able to take your exam in more than one of 5,000 exam centres worldwide, sort of more or less on demand. There's no fixed exam dates. That's an important point. So you can take it when it suits you. But if there's not a centre near you or you can't or you don't want to travel, then you can also take your exam at home or in your office using our remote invigilation facilities, which for obvious reasons has been very popular over the last year. I know remote invigilation doesn't suit everybody as you have to have a quiet room and the appropriate computer equipment and connectivity. But hopefully between the 5,000 exam centres and remote invigilation, we think we've removed as many barriers as we can to participation. And so the certificate and climate risk will be as inclusive as possible for the whole global financial services community, which is what we're aiming for. Okay, great. And I'm sure, you know, if our listeners want to find out more about the certificate and how to complete it, they can find that over on the CII website. So, Jill, aside from the new certificate, how has the CII committed to supporting the insurance and financial services profession to better communicate and respond to the risks associated with climate change? Yes, thanks, Bobby. Well, the CII was one of the first non-corporate bodies to join ClimateWise in 2008, an insurance sector to help drive a sustainability agenda on six principles. And those were around leading in risk analysis, informing public policymaking, supporting climate awareness amongst our customers, incorporating climate change into our investment strategies, reducing the environmental impact of our business and reporting and being accountable. And to coincide with the landmark Paris COP21 climate change conference, we published a report on the issues and the implications of the conference for the insurance. We also have formally adopted an environmental policy. In addition to this, we have a plethora of content on climate risk that can be found on our website. If you're seeking the research, it's cii.co.uk forward slash insight. And if you're seeking the CPD content and also where the climate risk certificate is actually listed, just type in climate risk into the search engine on the CII website and you will find all of our CPD articles, lectures, information, news and research papers there. Excellent. Thanks, Jill. Some really good signposting there. And Simon, finally, where would you advise our listeners to go for more information and resources on climate risk? As well as CII's resources, which, you know, I have I have seen many of them and they are they are excellent. Then um, CII ourselves and CISI are all members of something called the Green Finance Education Charter, which brings together 12 leading UK-based but global professional bodies all active in the sustainable finance space. And uh, earlier this year, we released a, a, a joint open source toolkit, which is available at the Green Finance Institute website. So uh, just search for the UK's Green Finance Institute and follow the links to the Green Finance Charter and then the Green Finance Education Charter Toolkit. It's very easy to find. And uh, you can then navigate and uh, see the resources that a wide range of bodies, including my own, have provided in this space. Excellent. Thank you, Simon and Jill, for speaking with us today about the launch of the new certificate in climate risk. Obviously, it's a hugely important topic and one that impacts everyone. So really appreciate your time today. 
Thank you, Bobby. No, thanks for having us. And uh, of course, we hope you'll be taking the certificate too. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you for listening to this episode of CII Radio. If you'd like to find out more about the Certificate in Climate Risk, you can watch the recent webinar hosted by the Chartered Body Alliance on the CII website by searching Certificate in Climate Risk. To find out more, visit thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts, or you can follow us on Twitter at CII Group. Until next time, stay safe and thank you for listening to CII Radio.